When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. LeBondra looking to get close side of Bond. LeBondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast preview. That's a lot of words to remember for the start of this podcast. Uh, I'm Alex, emergency loan host for this week, while Matt and Paul are both still out on international duty. I've been joined this week after the departure of Matt Joy by Eric Oregard. Eric, Hi, how Alex. are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Not bad. Neither of us qualified journalists, but we will attempt our very best to preview the Barnsley game the best we can. Definitely couldn't get further away from journalism either. <laughs> Seems I'm on no, my right. Yeah, you're definitely, <laughs> definitely right there. Um, we've just come back from the international break, coming up to this game against Barnsley this weekend, Eric. And uh, let's just use this point as like a little touch touch point for the season. Are you happy? Sad? Grade, how do you think we're doing this season at the minute? I think you've got to be happy with recent uptick in form after the disastrous start and how badly we were playing. Everyone was sort of very down, doom and gloom. I certainly was. Um, we got a few players in right at the end and then he seemed to turn it around. I don't know, right? We, we, we turned it after that last international break. The, the form was so much better. So overall, you'd say, yeah, we're pretty happy with where we are except for we have the looming points deduction, which is a bit of a distraction. It would be better if they could just decide what that's going to be and get that over and done with so that we know our situation. But I think overall, we, we have to be pretty happy where we are considering the bad start. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, considering the, the first five or six games when it looked like we were going to end up conceding, you know, any number of goals this season, and didn't really know where a win was going to come from. It's got to be seen as a, a reasonably good opening 10 or 11 games there this season. Um, it definitely seems like Panovic has won back around that percentage of fans, however small it was, who were quite ready to, to see him leave after that first international break. I think it was very vocal. It wasn't a minority. It was quite a vocal bunch of fans, especially on, on social media as, as we live most days that's where we gauge our reactions mostly right and there was there was a lot of noise about power now out and he hasn't got a clue and we can't defend and i think it was that fulham game that really turned things around you know that was a real statement going away and beating fulham was a was a proper result and i think the other thing is you've got to look at some of the players and the way that they're playing so um 
people like Danny Drinkwater who've come into the team, Junior Hoylett, so some good performances, and also Ijaria coming back from injury, um, playing really well, and obviously the best player in the league, John Swift. Yeah, and I mean, that doesn't even include, you know, players who have uh, who've been forced into the team, such as uh, such as Luke Southwick, who's who's had a great kind of last month with his, uh, with his first first few months in the um, first few games in the first team. So yeah. it's good to see him kind of taking that number one shirt and, and owning it, really. We absolutely love academy players, don't we? Anytime you get an academy player come into the team, we've seen it over the last few years with Holmes and McIntyre and Elise before he left and now Southwood. And he's been in the wars a bit, you know, getting kicked in the head and getting players sent off. And <laughs> But he's he, been... He had a real shiner after that Cardiff game under his eye, didn't he? And that was absolutely filthy. Uh, you know, he got absolutely booted. And uh, But credit to him, he's been solid. You know, not no real sort of clear-cut mistakes and some pretty good saves. And I think my favourite thing about him is he tries to come out and command his area. Uh, he's quite good at that. He, he tries to come out. Even if he doesn't get it right every single time, he still tries to ease some of the pressure on the defenders, especially because he's had makeshift defenders in front of him. Uh, fairly certain there's going to be the case again this week potentially and um he tries to ease the pressure by claiming some of those crosses and i think was it against cardiff we had a, a ridiculous amount of crosses that we faced and um we still managed to come away with the, with the result yeah, i think it was 40 i want to say it was 47 crosses yeah cardiff. it was a lot and i remember that and, and out of those 47 crosses you know there wasn't really that many that were super dangerous and he did come and claim a few of those and on some of the others, he maybe stayed back when he should have done as well, so he made some good saves. Yeah, I think there was there was definitely a there's definitely a point with with Southwood when he comes out for this many crosses, he is going to drop some, um, and we've seen him drop a couple. And if you haven't listened to our monthly review show yet, I, I recommend going back and listening to it. Jordan uh, raised a, a good point on there that inevitably this season we're going to see Southwood drop a ball at the feet of a striker and they're going to score, um, and it's it's one that as fans we're going to have to just kind of write off i think yeah and you, you almost take it with the fact that he's being so dominant he's been positive you'd rather that than i think Raphael sometimes one criticism can be that he he doesn't really do that much right he stays stays, stays in his goal a lot. a lot of the time and it can lead to fairly easy chances if, if the ball falls to the striker so um you know, I think Raphael has got some work to do to get back in the team because Southwood really isn't making that many mistakes and he's being positive, uh, which is great to see. Yeah, definitely. Talking of less positive stuff, though, Eric, Reading have picked up more injuries over the international break. We could have set our watches by this international break that Reading were going to pick up injuries. Yeah. Um, Liam Moore picked up a knock, didn't travel to play with Jamaica, um, and Junior Hoylett, picked up a hamstring injury and is not playing Canada's second international game against Panama uh, later on today. And he's flown back to Reading early with a potential hamstring injury. Injury. You would imagine Junior Hoylett is probably now not going to play on Saturday. And Liam Moore, we will have to wait and see, depending on what his injury severity is, I guess. Yeah, Liam Moore, you'd say he's having some rotten luck with injuries this season. It's uh, not good. And the sooner he can come back, the better. Um, Junior Hoyler is also really unfortunate because that is probably the area 
where we have the least amount of strength and depth. I mean, it's unbelievable saying that when you think we're playing a centre midfielder at centre half, but actually up front in that number nine role, we don't really have any players left, do we? Well, we've got George Priscas, who did play for Romania during the international break. Uh, he played 18 minutes in the first game, didn't score. Got rather a lot of criticism from Romania fans for his performance um, and was subsequently dropped for their second international game. Okay. We'd yeah, imagine think... we'll see him up front this weekend, though. Yeah, it's either him or Jamari Clark, who I think scored a hat-trick the other day, albeit not in senior-level football, but... Um, those are the two options we have. You'd imagine Pushkas gets the nod, but he's unfortunately a player shot of confidence. We've been talking about Pushkas a lot on this podcast in the last year or couple of years, and I, I thought I was seeing some slight signs of improvement, but the fact that he's then started for Romania, the Romanian fans have always been very positive of Pushkas. Um, even when he's not performed well at Reading, the, the Romanian fans have kind of been loyal to him, and he's been performing at international level, whereas... If he's now getting criticism from there, I mean, that's it's not not looking too promising for his uh, confidence, is it? Yeah, it's 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 definitely you know definitely a downward sign if he's getting criticism from from the national team as well, where generally he's performed relatively well for them over the last couple of years. Uh, obviously, at the back, if Liam Moore is out this weekend, Josh Lauren is probably going to end up starting at centre back again. And we're probably going to end up seeing his fourth defensive centre-back partner in five games, um, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. We'll have had Michael Morrison, Yeardom, Liam Moore, and now potentially this weekend, if he's fit, Scott Dan might end up making his starting debut. Yeah, and at least Scott Dan is a very experienced operator and a pretty class player, hopefully. Um, remains to be seen right but at least he's got that experience and he's played at high level for a very long time so you would say that's good the other thing you would say is josh laurent has performed really well at center half uh, considering he's a midfielder up until now you know he's not really allowed too many chances he's not really getting beaten in the air really easily he will have his hands full against corley woodrow who is pretty good in the air and a bit of a bigger striker um so hopefully you, you sort of pair off Scott down on him. But if you know if you're Callie Woodrow, you you put yourself on Laurent and fancy your chances to at least upset him a little bit through the game, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we're probably going to see Barnsley. I imagine line up with uh, with just the one striker, but they'll they'll play two wide men as well. So I I would imagine it's going to be quite a you know there's going to be quite a lot of work for for Yeardom and and and. Uh, Rahman as well at the back uh, this weekend. Barnsley have yeah. really struggled though this season so far. And, and are we sure that Yeardom's going to be playing as well? No, let's be honest. We're, we're never sure if any of the Reading players are actually going to be playing the weekend. <laughs> this is what makes this preview podcast very difficult, listeners, because <laughs> injuries can come at any point when you're uh, playing for Reading yeah. Club. Especially after an international break. I think if we want to swap it out and start being a bit positive, we are playing... Uh, side that's really struggling in Barnsley. Yes, yes. Barnsley, one win this season so far and are, are definitely struggling. Um, you know, they, they've played against some weaker sides recently. They're not in form, it's, it's, to put it mildly. Um, 
I guess just looking back at the Reading lineup for this weekend, Eric, uh, if Hoynet is out and Moore is out, likely, what would you expect us to line up with, um, especially going forwards? Because the bench at Cardiff was very, very inexperienced, shall we put it? Um, I think Jamari Clark came on and I think Stickland came on as well, close to the end of that game, along with Scott Dan. But we don't obviously have the option of leaving one of them on the bench, potentially, if Junior Hoylet is out this weekend. Um, who, who would you bring in for, for those players? I think you've got to say Pushka starts up front. So it's down to who the three are that are going to play behind him. You'd say Jaria Swift and maybe Dele Bashiri gets pushed forward. But then who do you have at centre mid? I, I don't know who's available. I'm completely lost, to be honest. Uh-huh. I think Rinomota has begun training again now, so there's potential that Rinomota might come out back and play in centre midfield, and we, we see Teddy Bashiro pushed up to pushed up to the you know right wing position. He has played um, that role this season, hasn't he already? So that could be the option. Yeah, so I, I guess that would be the preferred option of, of most fans if we could you know bring in a player who's a bit more experienced and not play players too out of position. That's probably better than than either putting Pushkas out on the right or playing Jamari Clark out on the right, which I'm again not sure is really the preferred yeah. option of anybody. Or the other thing is you play the the youngster at centre half and you play Laurent in this in this natural position, centre midfield. But then that's also a bit scary having a a complete unknown and untested player at centre half. Yeah, and that was I guess the option when we went to to play against Middlesbrough. Uh, two or three weeks ago and was kind of the expected choice was that Stickland was going to come in and, and play at centre-half um, but Laurent got the nod there and, and it seems like Laurent is, he's kind of nailed that position down for now uh, I don't expect to see Stickland come in um, yeah. do, we think, we'll, um, do we think Raphael could play right wing? Uh, given his distribution <laughs> I, I'm going to suggest probably not no. But, um, you know, in an emergency situation, I, we can't turn down any of these options, really, can we? No, he could be the next Danielson. You never know. <laughs> we never, we never know. If he, if he does get, you know, if he does get some game time, I'll, uh, we'll be, we'll be looking out for Pushkas to get on the end of a, a Raphael it's just, cross. It's but, just absolutely unbelievable the amount of injuries we have at the moment. You think people like Aziz and Tetek who are starting to play and looking quite good, and then straight out of the team and then we have even longer term woes with Joao and McIntyre it's just uh yeah it's very bleak yeah it's 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 really it's never ending isn't it and we've got five five uh we've got six games now in the next three weeks I want to say so you know it's it's non-stop really up until the next international break again and uh really really they're gonna have to get a little bit of luck on their side just to get through the next set of games without any injuries again, I think. And, uh, just, it just makes this planting game so much more important because they're struggling. Like We need to really get some points on the board with this uh, points deduction coming. Ideally, we'd get enough points so that if the points deduction does come, it doesn't put us back in the bottom three. Like We can just keep our head above. And the, the run of games, like usually when you have an international break and then you have like a, a, a many games in a short space of time, you need to rotate. We, we just can't even afford to rotate. We're just at the very bare minimum. So the Saturday's game is absolutely massive. We, we need to get yeah. three points. Yeah, I've got Barnsley, Barnsley on Saturday and then Blackpool midweek. And if we can pick up 
four or six points from those two, it, it suddenly makes life just that much easier again because we'll be on over 20 points by that point and you know even a even a nine point deduction although we, we no no conf, no confirmation yet as to how how much this point deduction is going to be even a nine point deduction it might not be the end of the world at that point um but well it's going to be one of those things i think eric that rumbles on this season it doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be coming anytime soon yet yeah, and the other scary thing that's kind of on the horizon is January and what players could we hang on to. There's a lot of players out of contract end of the season. So if bids start coming in in January, can we really afford to turn them down? You know, people like Swift and Ajaria might um, be available on a cheap to some championship clubs or lower, lower ends or Premier League clubs. And that that's also quite a, a scary prospect at this point. Goodness, I can't imagine us playing the last four or five months of the season without John Swift, that would be, oh, just, I don't even want to think about it, Eric. Don't even want to think about it. Um, yeah. Let's let's look back one more time for the weekend. What kind of uh, what kind of score prediction are you going for this weekend, Eric? 2-0, uh, 2-0 at home. We, we're going to win. Um, they're not going to trouble us. Josh Laurent is going to play out of his skin at centre-half and we're going to win 2-0. That is nice, a positive. How about yourself? I'll join you. I'm going 2 0. I think 2 0. And I will go Ajaria to have a really good game, is my other yeah. one. I'll stick my neck out well, on think, the line. I think if we've both gone 2 0, safe to say, it's definitely not going to be 2 0 now, is it? <laughs> but a uh, little, bit, little bit behind the curtains here for the listeners. We did record with the Barnsley fan already, and the Barnsley fan also has gone for 2 0 Reading. So. That is a, it's a bad omen already. Yeah, but I mean, we'd all take a scrappy 1-0 own goal in the last minute, wouldn't we? As long as we get the three points. As long as we get the three points, exactly. And that is all that matters. Next up, I'm joined by Josh from Red All Over, straight after the break. Cheers. I'm joined now by Josh from Red All Over. Josh, thanks for joining us on Empire Rules Podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Barnsley season so far, not quite mirroring what we saw last year. Um, currently sat in the relegation zone, just one win this season and joint lowest scorers in the division with, with seven goals. What's been going wrong for Barnsley so far this season? Oh, I don't think we've got long enough to talk about everything, but um, I think with um, the new manager coming in um, over the summer, replacing Blair and Ismail, um, we sort of got a winning formula uh, last season, obviously. Ice, we finished, I think, since the early 2000s. And um, we we were very direct, high press. And we played to a strength because we've, I think we've got the joint youngest or youngest side in the league. So, obviously, fit, fitness and stamina is no problem for us. And we're just lacking that experience to play a certain style. And I think Shop's come in and he's just completely changed that. We were long ball and high press and now we've changed more to a low block and playing out from the back. And sometimes we're causing his own problems play, playing out from the back and other times we're just not we're just not playing to his strengths at all. And it's it's really showing. I mean, the one in which we did get against Coventry, um, Collins, our keeper, saved a penalty in the last minute. And I think that the bar... Um, and I think we more or less scored with our one and only real chance that, that, that we had. So even the win that we've got this season is, it was pretty, pretty undeserved, to be honest. A draw would have been a fair reflection in that game. Yeah, we, uh, we've experienced our own one shot, one win, one during our last <laughs> match. So uh, I think we've, we've both seen that this season. 
Um, I mean, Marcus Shop obviously came in in the summer. Do you think he's going to get more time this season? Uh, if I mean, we're what, 11 games in now. Uh, will he get till Christmas before the board kind of want to move on? Or um, is, is the pressure already? I think um, within the fan base, um, many people are expecting him to go during this international break. Because um, it's not like we've been playing well and just been unfortunate in games. Um, there's no real clear style anymore. Um, it's that it started off playing short passing and like a low block, and now it's kind of a sometimes we press, sometimes we don't. It's just there's no real direction. There's nothing to really, as a fan, to look at and be like, right, that's what direction we're going to go in this season. Um, we've had it before when uh, Lee Johns were in charge in League One. I think we were bottom of the league at Christmas, but there was a clear plan in place. So we ended up getting in the playoffs and ultimately going to championship that season. Um, but with Shop, I just don't see I don't see it working the style of play which he's got. Um, I think he's he's bordering on that area now. I've been on borrowed time, and I'm a I'm kind of shocked that he's not been replaced this during this international break but because the beginning part of the season we're playing against the informed teams we're playing i think over the first eight games we only play one one side out of the outside the top six when we played them so we're playing informed sides um and that were kind of the caveat we gave him and there are a few injuries here and there which we've got but now the team's going back to full strength we've just played blackpool forest and Millwall, we just played three teams in and around us and got zero points from it. So I think now the pressure is certainly building on him. Yeah, if um, you've got, what, another five, six games until the next international break. And uh, I guess if he doesn't pick up enough points in this this run of fixtures, there's definitely potential to see that change coming in, um, mm. especially if you do find yourself still sat in the relegation zone. Definitely. Are you, are you worried about relegation this season? Uh, definitely. I think it's got to the point now. Um a couple of games in it's like hit it's hit or miss like where where you are in the league, but now it's starting to sta- stabilise more. When um we're looking at fixtures now, we're struggling to see where we're actually gonna pick up this next win. Um then that them last three games were key for us really to start building some momentum because we're playing no disrespect to them sides, we're playing lesser teams and teams that were out just out out of form and you'd expect to get at least something from them and we've come out we've come away nothing and I think it's starting to become a real concern because you'd expect to pick up at least a point at, at Blackpool. Um Forest were well out of sorts but just brought in Steve Cooper. So they were riding the crest of that uh, that way to wave and they just decimated us in the second half. So I think it is becoming a bit of a cause for concern now. And I think we are in a relegation battle at this point. Yeah, I mean, you've got, obviously, Derby is a nice little buffer below you, but um, they haven't proven to be an easy victory, uh, as, as we saw before the international break, as we lost against them. Um, just moving on to the actual, like, Barnsley squad this season. Last year, you had DK on loan, Alex Mowat, who's left. Um, those big losses, do you think that they were replaced in summer? Um, there wasn't much in terms of transfer spend outside of the, your your main transfer signing, um, Obi Ulere, from Standard Liège. But he hasn't yet had any game time. Yeah, I think um, Lare was the... He, he was a replacement for DK because he's, he's, I think, about six foot six. And DK was a big, strong, powerful, mobile striker. And that's something that fit... It fit perfectly last season. 
Um, we'd never really replaced Mowit. We signed Josh Benson from Burnley, um, but he's been in and out of the side uh, with a couple of injuries here and there. So he's not really got a, a run of game. So at the minute, we're sort of just playing without the replacements, which we've actually signed for them two players who ultimately, I think DK did take us from probably being mid-table last season to into the top six, um, just from just from his pure ability alone. Uh, he was unbelievable for his last season. So I think we do need to get that that characteristic of a striker back forward for us. Yeah, every week our season when Reading were chasing Barnsley down, it seemed like DK was scoring in a you know Barnsley victory. Mm. Uh, could never could never quite rain rain Barnsley back. Um, uh, if he's not going to start up front, it looks like I guess Corley Woodrow, who's your top scorer this season, is going to mm-hmm. start up front. Um, what what kind of formation should we expect to see Barnsley line up in this weekend? Um, it will probably be a three a, a, a three four three, um, which obviously defending is probably five at the back and then going forward the wing backs are pushing on but it's not really worked for us at all this season um the way in which shops changed how we actually defend instead of uh, the high press going for a low block the channels in behind the wing backs are just so exposed i think stoke created five or six really good chances from that area just crossing it in and the quality of the balls in were brilliant and i think it was sam surridge missed three or four times in the six-yard box. Brad Collins had a great game to keep us in it. Um, and formation-wise, I think he just got it wrong. It doesn't suit his style. And he's he's having to play players out, out of position to fit this formation, which he seems to be set, set on. And it's just not working for us at the minute at all. And then if you've got Woodrow playing up front, uh, top scorer, you've got Collins playing goal. Is there any other, fan, uh, any, any other players that Reading fans should watch out for this weekend? Um, the other big one would be Michael Helic, um, Poland international, uh, just on his way back from Poland duty. Actually, is if if it weren't for him and Collins, we would be rooted to the bot to the bot, bottom of the league. Um, if the if um, a team does manage to break past the defensive line, Helic will probably be there to sweep up somehow. He just seems to come out of nowhere, and he wins a lot of. He's really strong and good in the air. He's just a very classic centre-back in a way and just does the basic things, wins the ball, gets it back, plays it plays it forward where possible. And if it weren't, if it weren't for him and Collins, we would definitely be rooted to the bottom of this league. That's that's the sort of defender you love to see, isn't it? A defender who yeah. loves defending, right? Yeah, yeah he, he just lives for it. I mean, he likes getting into them one-on-one bat, battles with a player and you can see he just zones himself in then on stopping that one player which it has its pluses and minus sometimes because sometimes he'll get dragged from position but at least that one player who he's marking which is probably there probably the most poignant striker on the other team that's to be zoned in on and he just he just does his job well well reading i've only got one striker fit currently uh who hasn't <laughs> yet got off the mark this season in george Puskas. so uh if he's going to be marked out of the game it could be a long long 90 minutes for him um just the last question from from me, Josh, is just going to be, what score prediction are you going with this weekend? You don't you don't sound too optimistic, if I'm honest. No, it's uh, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not going for a Barnsley win. Um, it's hard. It's hard to be optimistic at the minute, um, just with on and off field antics which are going on. Um, we're no good on field, and then we've got a few things behind the scenes which we just need addressing. Um, so I can't I can't say anything other than a Reading win. Um, probably going to go 2-0 Reading. 
Yeah, I've gone 2-0 as well. Um, so fingers crossed that we're both correct. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'll wish you luck for the rest of the season, but just uh, not for Saturday. <laughs> Best of luck to you as well. Well, I don't, I don't even need any luck on Sat on Saturday, so I think you'll be fine. Uh, fingers, fingers crossed for us. Um, looking forward to recording the post-match podcast on Saturday evening, where I will be reviewing the game with two other Reading fans yet to be confirmed. Uh, so join us then, and look out for the preview podcast next week. Cheers. Cheers, Josh. No worries. See you later.